0: Welcome to Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. Episode one, the first oh, episode, shit. the reboot of uh, the rebirth, if you will, to right. <laughs> make a Transformers G1 reference. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm it's the, the bubble bee of this franchise.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm Craig Money and uh, with me, as always, is my co-host and friend, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you?
1: Yeah, hello, I'm doing fantastic. Craig, how you been, bud?
0: Good. Good. I'm good. I'm glad to be Doing this again, we're giving it a second shot. We we try, We did this a few years ago, and uh, now I think the the internet has changed and social media has changed enough that there's a seems to be a lot more Transformers G one interest, Generation One interest that we're uh, we're doing this podcast again. And basically, kids, what this is is uh, every week, Justin and I are gonna you know go in order, watching the original 1984 to 1986 Transformers cartoon series, and we're just gonna do. Episode-by-episode uh, episode recaps, as you as there are many, many podcasts for many, many other shows, um, we're not doing the minute-by-minute minute ones. We're not doing one of those, because that would be uh, torturous
1: for God, all involved. Hurt. That's right. And the other difference <laughs> but, is, since our last time we recorded this podcast, both Craig and I are significantly less alcoholic, which is saying something. So hopefully it'll be less than three hours per episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's also, I mean, that wasn't a very high bar to hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> being significantly less alcoholic i mean that's i probably <laughs> i think i still drink more than the average person just less than i did
1: <laughs> yeah no me too but that's something to be proud of you know what i mean yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah fine. you get older things kind of it's change. like i spent a lot more money on transformers than like an average person but for like <laughs> crazy transformers guys maybe i'm not that bad i'm probably that bad but it's fine <laughs> whatever <laughs> So we're going
0: through this episode by episode, starting with the three-part miniseries, More Than Meets the Eye. And oh, yeah. it's funny because we are we do feel like we're in a, a bit of a Transformers Renaissance now, Bumblebee, you know, came out and I think showed a lot of respect for uh, G-1. That first 10 minutes of that movie, I would love to see a movie of just that. Yes. suppose uh,
1: supposedly they're doing. Supposedly that's on the way, which is awesome. That would
0: be that would be great.
1: And because you see in these
0: episodes where are like here there's a reason that this 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 brand, this toy line, these characters, this cartoon has stuck in the public consciousness for so long. There, there. It's a really great idea. There's a great, you know. Uh the character designs are great. The voices are great. The the interplay that, you know, they, they're these sort of archetypal characters and there's great sort of overall mythology and storyline uh, execution wise though. You can tell they were, pre- they were clearly just like, let's, let's crap these out and get these. So the kids will buy the damn toys. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: hundred percent. Dude. hundred <laughs> <laughs> like, percent. Yeah. I was doing the rewatch almost... again and I, I kind of like, I kind of forgot. I was like, Oh man, this is like, some of these are hard to watch dude. Just cause it's like, <laughs> This is, a, this is a TV show made 35 years ago by people in their mid-40s for kids the 80s. <laughs> so they, they have such a fucking low opinion of <laughs> anyone oh, watching
0: this. And the thing is, it was still, for the time, it's not like there was much better. So we ate it up. We didn't realize oh, yeah. how stupid it was at the time. I, I didn't realize how much geography and science I got wrong as a kid. Because yeah. I watched GI Joe and Transformers and thought this shit was real. I was like, No, they're actually yeah, are, they're actually are ruby crystals of Burma. That's a thing. I saw it on TV. <laughs> and ruby's
1: a ruby's a great power source, which is why we use it so <laughs> in so many of our. Well, industries. that's
0: we'll talk about that. That's an episode two. But yeah, there's a whole yeah, thing. Exactly. Are, they, are they rubies? Are they crystals? Are they ruby crystals? We don't know. So yeah. we start up here, and it's and it's it's amazing how much storyline, how much plot they pack into what is essentially twenty-two and twenty-three minutes. Yeah. I always go back, I think about what I what I would think about the first episode, I'm like, yeah, they they leave Cybertron, they crash land, and then they wake up and the stuff, and then uh, you know, eventually the Decepticons leave and then the Autobots find out about them. And I always I
1: forget there's so much crap that happens. <laughs> like Yeah, dude. Well you know what's like What's interesting is that like the dude, the narrator introduces the concept like in the first two minutes, yeah, and he just blows through so much shit, <laughs> and <I'm> like <laughs> that since then has been like written to make sense. So like he's like, yeah, there's a race of beings either called Autobots or Decepticons. You're like, well, what the fuck were they called before the war? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, and then there's all kinds of weird shit like with shock, like Shockwaves. Like, don't worry, Megatron, I'll leave Cybertron. In the exact same condition it was in. It's like it's a fucking smoking ruin. Like, why don't you make it better? You get nothing. You're doing nothing. There's nobody left. You're just a purple guy on a lonely planet. Fucking build a tower. You know what I mean? I also like the
0: fact that they they made sure to get Shockwave into the episode because here's a toy. We want kids to. But yeah, they're, also dude, like, was a, they're also like, they're
1: also like Galaxy, man. They got to crank yeah, that thing yeah. out.
0: <laughs> they're just like, but you're going to stay here because you don't transform into anything recognizable on earth. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what what why, so they two, had to, they had to write it. Gun toys toys it's it's there. Yeah. They had to write it. So shockwave stayed on earth. Cause otherwise they'd have to change what he transformed into. They'd have to change his alt mode. Cause he doesn't transform yep. into anything you see on earth. So that, that, I, know. that I don't
1: that, think, you know, it was we just an really seen...
0: inconvenience that shockwave stayed behind.
1: <laughs> Oh, dude, and I don't think like I don't even think we see his alt mode for quite a while. No, he I, starts in his alt seen. mode. You do that's how. Oh, oh that's they,
0: right, that's right. Yeah, they pan up and 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 so so well. let's do a quick recap. So the, the episode starts. We see Wheeljack and Bumblebee. They're they're finding like energy rods, and and, I, and it's kind of very cool the way it starts because it's very. I would love a whole episode of just them on Cybertron before they leave, of doing this sort yeah. of covert ops thing, you know. Uh, the Autobots scrambling, sort of, like, this underground resistance trying to, you know, find a way to get off the planet, find energy of freedom. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff that could be further explored there, which hopefully they do in movies.
1: But then yeah, it moves, it's actually, it moves um, very quickly. In the, uh, in the video game Fall of Cybertron, that's basically what the whole game is about. Is yeah. Like- that first five minutes of the episode was basically the whole video game is about like how they gather the energy and the resources to get off the planet in the first place. Cause it is kind of ironic, right? They need to leave the planet cause they're out of energy, but it's going to take a shitload of energy to leave the planet. Now the yeah. cartoon can't get into that, but it's a pretty interesting thing, right? You're like, well, uh, every, it is transformers. So every time they shoot their weapon, it's like they're using energon. Right. So yeah. it's like this weird balance of resources is what they have to kind of deal with.
0: It's also very strange how they, um, uh... You know this very uh, advanced, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, super robot race of beings. Uh, this, you know, all this technological advancement. Yet they uh, couldn't figure out solar power or fusion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have no scanners. Do <laughs> you notice, like, like because there's a whole the whole idea of sound wave in this like episode, this first three parter, really. Like Soundwave is like you know the, obviously the other transformers can't see the transformer when he's in his alt mode right yeah which is yeah. kind of stupid because then you're like well that would be hugely fucking inconvenient on a day-to-day basis as like a society right like yeah if we were hanging out and you turn into a fucking lamp and then i was just like <laughs> well i guess craig's gone like <laughs> fuck the dynamics of our relationship and then like it'd be a very distrustworthy society right because you know, like, yeah, whole yeah. thing is based on well, hiding from your friends and spying on them
0: Pretty much. Well, and he is, and he's he's got a very, very, very specific alt mode, you know, where clearly designed just to spy on the Autobots, because basically his transform uh, alt mode on Cybertron is just basically a street lamp outside yeah. <laughs> outside the Autobots. A silver
1: lamp, which like doesn't even really look all that much like the other lamps. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> It's like, is that sound wave bending over slightly? Is that sound wave <laughs> having the heroin bends? Because it's exactly what it fucking looks like to me, dude. You just turn his head around, like I can't tell it's him. Like, it's it's just, just, that. He just
0: tucks in his arms and his head, and then he's he's good. Yeah,
1: she he didn't maybe, even like, change his size, dude. He literally he just God. like bent over and turned around. I'm like, that's not it's not enough, dude. It's like when well, your kid I, tries to hide from you, and you're like, you just fucking standing there, man.
0: I like the fact that they at least put enough thought into the alt modes on Cybertron. They're like, okay, they can't just transform it to regular Earth vehicles and Earth objects. We need to make it something different. But we're not going to go the extra mile and change their robot modes either. So they're still walking around looking like cars and planes. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) that's true because Wheeljack, like, first of all, most of them don't have windshields, which I appreciate because who the fuck's driving around in them? But, like, uh, I noticed that with Wheeljack, and I really noticed that with Optimus Prime, because he just has the front of a semi on his chest. <laughs> but they don't fucking show you what he turns into. And then yeah, they just yeah. like, when he's on Earth, they like, oh, let's just scan. Anyway, I think we're jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's great. They, but I, the, and then, like, you know, Bumblebee is clearly, like, their hovercraft, you know, they transform. And yet, you know, Bumblebee's he got the, the tires on his robot form. You can see them. And then when he gets shot by the Seekers... One of the tires literally bounces off from underneath, like he's a flying car. Yet when yeah. he gets shot, you actually see a tire bounce off, and then he starts talking about his rear axle. His fucking so axle! Again, that's
1: why they had to do that because he's a hovercraft. Then, with
0: an axle. Clearly, this is this was just like we let's listen. Just get the freaking episode made. Get him up there. Get him. Put him on TV. We need to sell some toys. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> What's well, the thing? It's like written it's like because now it's. It's like you were saying, dude, it's like 35 years later and now it's like a whole franchise and like an IP that's always really successful. So like it's very easy to sit here in 2019 and be like, why wouldn't they think of this shit? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> you know, it's at the time, it's like a bunch of fucking coked out 80s guys be like, whatever, <laughs> dude. Just tell these kids anything, they'll fucking buy it. Uh, this- but there is such of shit like there's all kinds of like oh I mean there's so much weird like Earth sayings like put in there for no reason yeah yeah like uh, Prime told me there'd be days like this like dude are you talking about Optimus Prime <laughs> like he's your fucking mom because that's weird dude <laughs> that's real weird if you're like my mommy told me it's like yeah that's your I fucking friend told me
0: there'd be days like this dude it's, <laughs> it's such an odd like thing to say
1: this- and there's one part I think it's in episode two where uh, Thundercracker's like. We'll we'll wrap him up and put a bow on him. I'm like, oh, they have fucking they have fucking presents on Cybertron. They have like a store they go to to wrap yeah, their yeah, presents. Yeah. Like what All the right, fuck? Right. It's just you know. I mean, again, I'm being like a a 40 year old man, 35 years later. But still, <laughs> no, it's they definitely like the the it, it makes you
0: appreciate the shows now. Like even like like a show oh, like Enormous yeah. Prime or whatever, and the kids shows now <laughs> how much Cyberverse. more of it. Because clearly now the shows being written and, ma- and, and produced for the kids are, you know, nerds like us who grew up and now are in that, and like, all right, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it right, and we're not going to, you know, just totally talk down to the kids. Uh, oh, although, yeah. clearly it worked for us. Like, we were too dumb to know better.
1: <laughs> no, there was nothing else. It was just like another... It's so easy to forget it, it was just some another toy property they were, like, thrown at the wall. You know what I mean? And it didn't even... Yeah. It didn't even exist in Japan at that point. Like, they, you know, they were just, like, yeah. other toys that were totally unconnected, so... Well, it it's is amazing, pretty... if,
0: you, if you think of, like, what the, you know, they had the, uh, what are the, the, Microman, and Diaclone, and whatever, and they, you know, Hasbro, basically, in, in, like, the, the middle to end of, I'm not sure exactly when, but 1983 is basically when Hasbro at the Toy Fair saw these Japanese toys and mm-hmm. said, all right, we want them, and then a little, like, almost a year later, this is airing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. You know, crazy. That's how dude.
0: fast the turnaround was on that. So clearly, they weren't sitting there. There wasn't a writer's room and a Bible. And
1: <laughs> well, there know. was dude. There was one guy. There was Bob Budiansky. Man, there yes, was one dude who wrote the character bible. And like that dude, he is, did it in a weekend. Yeah, and that guy, like in a weekend, he had. And it's still like most of the characters kind of stick to that even now. You know what I mean? It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it and, is and weird. Like, they
0: rejected Dennis O'Neill, who was like a legendary Batman writer editor, like oh one yeah, of yeah. But
1: I remember like uh, he, I think he that, originally he originally
0: did it, and Hasbro didn't like his stuff,
1: and that's, that's right, when Bob yeah. Budiansky
0: did it. And that's amazing because Dennis O'Neill is like one of the most, you know, arguably one of like the top twenty most legendary names in comic books of all time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's hard to imagine being different than it is. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even with all the garbage, dude. And by the way, like. I kept thinking while I was watching this episode, like how depressingly healthy and and virile uh, fucking Peter Cullen sounds, man. Oh (laughs) yeah, he sounds he sounds amazing, dude. I know. Like you can bench press (laughs) me. I was like, oh my god, someone give this give him a pack of Marlboros and (laughs) some Gatorade, dude. This guy is (laughs) ready to roll. I can't believe how uh, like, dude. And then you listen to him now, and you're like, man, Optimus Prime is falling on hard times. (laughs) it's, It's
0: not well. It's almost as bad as when you listen to um james earl jones do darth vader now and it's just like
1: e-. oh, yeah dude exactly you're He's just in like, his oh. 80s what <laughs> yeah it's not it's not fair it's not fair to anyone uh the only one that ever could pull that off was fucking orson Welles. <laughs> he, he, well, a he, made, sure.
0: he barely i mean jesus yeah, he was t- <laughs> with Ethan and uh you know they had to put all that the the, re- the whatever the reverb and processing and that is also oh, yeah, one yeah. of the very cool things they did here with all the pro- like putting the flange pro- like somebody you know Putting their guitar pedals for you know sound waves oh, yeah, dude. and all the way they did it with stuff. Yeah, you know, definitely. See that that's the thing. Like it's it clearly was thrown together, and and some of the writing is ridiculous. But it's like so much of it still works. Like you could watch this. Like I w- I would if I was running a bar or something, you could put this on, just leave it on with the sound off, and it's still yeah. just great to watch. It's just still great. Yeah, I- you
1: know what's uh, what's crazy to me is how good the character design has stood up. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. all the. The robot modes, and I mean, not obviously the alt modes, but, like, they still look really good, and, like, they're conceptually kind of still relevant in a way, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I think it, it speaks volumes that in the Bumblebee movie, like, in that first 10 minutes, they kind of flipped right back towards that G1 aesthetic, because it's like, man, it's been a long time, but that still looks better, you know? And yeah, I think it's so the, iconic. Yeah, exactly, and it's, like, symmetrical, and it's, like, artistically pleasing, even from, like, an objective kind of yeah. perspective, you know? And then you look at the movie designs, and, like, you know, I don't want to get in the whole movie versus G1 thing, but, like... You know, obviously, they, they look like a bunch of melted silverware fucking glued together. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's impressive what they do in those movies, especially. With, and some of those toys are engineered pretty well, too. But it just doesn't hit you in the same way. And it's not nearly as memorable. You know what I mean? It's well, just not the, like,
0: um, the director, what's his name? Knight of uh, Bumblebee? Yeah, Travis Knight. He, Travis Knight. He had done. He was worked in animation. He did uh, Laika. And uh, Kubo and the oh, Two yeah. Strings, I think, which is a great movie. He directed that. Which is awesome. So,
1: yeah. And when he, he got he, the job and I knew it was that guy, I was super fucking yeah. stoked.
0: He comes from that animation background. He's like, no, you need recognizable, like, silhouettes of form. Like, he knows that, you know, you got to catch this stuff right away where, you know, Michael, you know, you can watch some of the Bay movies. You have no idea what the hell's even going on at some point. Oh, yeah. And, and so I, 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 but clearly, like, there's a reason that we're, you know, we're, we're doing this and thinking that there is even going to be an audience for this 35 years later is because there is a lot good about it. It's just you wish they had taken a little more time with the writing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's listen. It's the same way with the with the Michael Bay movies, right? Like it's easy. Those are those are written better than some of the cartoon stuff. But then, like you look back at them now, and you're like, it seems so obvious that like they should have made Megatron look more interesting, and they should have had everybody be like more characterized. Because really, it is like in the movies, there's like Optimus and Bumblebee and Megatron and Starscream, and then that's it. Like everyone else, kind of Ironhide. Really, nobody else has a personality. They're just kind of an interchangeable guy. Especially the bad guys. Like I think it's the fifth movie where they bring out Nitro Zeus, and he's awesome, and he's the first fucking Decepticon in five movies who does anything interesting whatsoever. <laughs> like, he comes out, he dances, and he's like, yeah, fucking about time, and like, it's great, but like, that's insane. Well, and those movies are all fucking three and a half hours long, so like... <laughs> insane. well, I think but Anyway, I mean, let's get back to the episode, one, though, one thing, because the One thing that
0: time. the cartoon got right is it realized that the, 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 I, I never understood why they didn't know the movies, or even some of the previous, you know, the subsequent series is... Uh, I understood the robots are the main characters. The robots are who the kids want to see. You know, yeah. these are, like, uh, dude, they, exactly. they eventually get there. But at the end of this episode, they they meet Spike and Sparkplug, and, Spark Plug, and they, they show up, and uh, they get their little, you know, we need to have some sort of human, you know, go-between and stuff, but uh, a human character is some sort of gateway character or whatever uh, for our kids to relate to a little bit, but basically... Mm-hmm. The, the, the robots, the Transformers themselves, were the stars of the show. They're the ones you tuned in to see. They're the ones that, that it was centered on and focused on. And I, I never understood in all the movies and some of the other series where they're like, well, you know, it's about the humans and their Transformer
1: pals. I'm like, no, it's nobody totally gives a not, I yeah. can see people anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, know?
1: that's hundred percent. It's so sure, dude. It's like, (laughs) and I get it, like, it's also, you know, it's kind of like the uh, Spider-Man movies, right, where, like, they had to do that origin story so many times, but eventually it became such a part of the culture that, like, when they make a new Spider-Man movie now, they don't show you the part where he gets bitten by the spider, because everybody's fucking sick of it. And I think we're almost there with Transformers. Like, we don't need to have that scene where we introduce the audience as, via a human character, like, what the whole universe is, because it's part of the culture now. So you can just sort of breeze through that stuff, and I think, like, now, and I think this is what they're doing. But you can just start a show or a movie on Cybertron and show the whole thing. And then people come in maybe the second season or something. But like, you know, show the way everything changes. Cause to me, like the most interesting part of the Transformer stuff is the Cybertron stuff leading yeah. up to them leaving. And then like what would happen after they've been on Earth for a while. You know what I mean? Now that people know they're there, and like it's, you know, that's that's why, like, in a weird way, like I think season one of the show is is probably the best in terms of like overall quality. But like, I love season two because then you start getting the more interesting characters. You get the Scramble City guys. You start getting, and then those new characters inject a lot of new life in the show. You know what I mean? Because in season two, you start seeing plots being like, "What about this new guy?" Like, oh, here it's Blaster. He's Perceptor. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the first season, I think it's overall just good quality. But like, that's what I'm looking forward to with the movies is just not uh, not like a beholden to telling that origin story again. You know what I mean? We don't have to explain what Transformers are. Everybody knows what they are, man. You know.
0: Yeah, and also we don't need yeah, We just—I I just felt like it was far too much of a focus on the human characters, and then like little yeah. to no focus on the robots. And here uh, yeah. you know, we get plenty of focus. I mean, this whole first episode is all robots, and yeah. you know, within ten minutes they're off a of Cybertron, they're on the uh, the Ark, and then well, the Decepticon ship did it have a name?
1: Uh, it, dude, it does, and this made me so fucking mad. So the name of that chip is the Nemesis. That's and right. Then, you know, as, as as we left off in the break, they were leaving, and then Decepticon's chase him. Now the show doesn't explain why, but the reason they chase him is because Megatron is like, you no, know, fuck this! Like, I'm not gonna take over this planet, and have this dude leave. <laughs> so like, Megatron is such a megalomaniacal maniac. He like needs to conquer everybody. He can't <laughs> let him eat. Even though if Megatron just shuts the fuck up and stays there. He's probably fine. You know what I mean. He's like got the back. he won, but yeah. So like, so they get there, and then yeah. So Nemesis is the Decepticon ship, which that's in right. some continuities that's what Trypticon is, but not in this one.
0: Yeah, in and it, the, I've, I've read the novels, and they're supposed to yes. try to like wrap it like like Prime and G One all into one continuity, and it doesn't always work. But I like those. I like the two novels. So I thought they're pretty good. Yeah, me
1: too. That's what they call. Oh, what do they call that? It's like the combined continuity yeah, or something yeah. like that supposed to hit most of them but yeah i mean listen like conceptually it makes more sense that like transformers wouldn't build a giant vehicle as much as just like take a giant transformer and make them turn into something you know what i mean but yeah anyway like so that after the break you know we see megatron chasing them and then they jump on they kind of like board the autobot ship uh and then mysteriously they're like we're gonna crash which by the way they don't know He's like i have to go to the viewfinder they so still don't have fucking scanners even on the ship dude these <laughs> motherfuckers have a periscope on a galactic spaceship that's the only way they know and i love
0: that like, they're all robots they're all artificial intelligence but they also have to sit in chairs and man <laughs> like, again they, they don't have a ship that can just pilot itself they're all vehicles yeah. pilot themselves they don't have a ship that can just pilot itself so they, yeah, can they
1: have a drone that'll fly around and like scan stuff for them but yeah no autopilot um and apparently earth is about 20 25 minutes away from cybertron <laughs> it's like not that far <laughs> Pretty much like the minute they got in the air, they started crashing. They're like, oh shit, we're on Earth. So, yeah, they
0: have the complete dumb luck of the two random, first of all, the odds of two meteors just happen to find each other in the middle of space and collide right into each other and that their ship happens to be right there when it happens. That's just dumb dumb luck for the Autobots. I know,
1: it's fucking... And and for us, it's really... You know, if you think about it from, like, the human perspective, it really is just a shitty fucking hand to be dealt because (laughs) they fucking crash here. They're here for four million years, which, like... Uh, by the way, fucking shame on the archaeologists of this uh, time because I mean the For, fucking it's a fucking robotic it, gigantic spaceship sticking out of nobody a fucking ever volcano. went to
0: that corner of the United States. Nobody went within yeah, miles nobody. of that and saw the giant ass end of a spaceship sticking out.
1: <laughs> of a <bottle> of <laughs> Dude, it couldn't be more fucking conspicuous. It's a gigantic <laughs> bright orange spaceship. <laughs> to crash headfirst in the bottom of a fucking mountain, like really. I gotta tell you what the, the, the Autobot construction
0: is clearly very good because four million years, there's no rust, there's no degradation. there's You know, oh, yeah. and by the way, you leave anything out
1: for four million years, it's not. It looks great, Dude, It's not even dented. That one piece, <laughs> of the inside is damaged. There's like a. Well, the only debris in the inside of the ship is the robots that fell over. So, not like not even the lights fell off it's fucking yeah. nuts and it's obviously built better than nemesis because that shit just disappears Did you notice that <laughs> like, fucking, yeah it's just like they're like oh we're all crashing and then it's just gone it's just gone i don't know Which, well, yeah. by the way,
0: so, so the decepticons follow the autobots into space from cybertron the autobots say yep. we're leaving here to find more energy and the decepticons are like fuck you we're gonna we're gonna go too and we're also gonna we're gonna take your energy and yep. uh, again you know if They've just figured out nuclear fusion, or you know, solar power, or something. the Fusion. You know, they would, they would, oh, yeah, they get Doc Brown back from 2025 or whatever, 2015, yeah. and they can, uh, you know, Mister Fusion right on the freaking hood of uh, Bumblebee. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they follow. Uh, they, so they follow the damn Autobots, and his meteor crashes, and they go flying through the, the asteroid field. And then uh, the Autobots—I mean the Decepticons—they they get the tractor beam out. They get the arc, the Autobot arc, in their sights, and then they board them. And I think that's what happened: is when they boarded them, they fought, and I think the ships disconnected. And so the Decepticon Nemesis is just floating out in space somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's a but pretty then, big deal. But then, a lot yeah, of spaceship to be yeah. just chilling in space. But then uh, they just,
0: uh, yeah, apparently Earth is right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's right they, the fuck there, dude. It's crazy. They,
0: they, they, and they just fall and crash land on Earth. And then four million years pass where the only change to topography is uh, trees. Some trees grow.
1: Yep. And also, like, how <laughs> did they... None of them die, right? Which is, like... Because they're all... I mean, this has been covered. They're, all like,
0: they're all, like, in, a, like, whatever a robot version of a coma yeah. is. That's and, what I don't get, dude. The like, did, did their robot have, brains... Yeah, and then... The- then the then the, apparently I don't know what was going on with Teletram 1, but just a little just a little jostle from the, the, the volcano. Dude, he just fires off own. again. It, it erupts. He just decides and, to for no reason. And then <laughs> and then all of a sudden that that little jostle was enough to wake the ship up, and it's like
1: oh shit, so, so we are. Yeah, and then that shitty that shitty fucking garbage ass design ship fucking wakes up Skywarp first. This motherfucker yeah. doesn't know who's on the ship and who isn't. It can't yeah. read the shitty upside-down Decepticon, which, by the way, I don't give a fuck if it's the way the toy transforms. Put those fucking Decepticon logos right-side up, all right? If it's on fucking Starscream <laughs> rigs, I want a right-side-up logo. I don't give a shit. We're not fucking... We're not construction workers. We're not trying to create this out in AutoCAD. Just fucking flip that motherfucker around so we know what he's at. But, like, it's pretty sloppy that he wakes up fucking Skywarp. And then... So the, and then Skywarp, yeah, dude, Skywarp, arguably the MVP of the Decepticons, in my opinion. By also, as a side note, Skywarp by far has the best power of all the Transformers. Oh yeah, by fucking far none, dude. Uh, but he wakes up all the rest of Decepticons. Being a pretty smart dude, uh, you know, thinking ahead, leaves all the now, uh, you know. I really wish they would have just executed all the Autobots because <laughs> that's the move to do, you know. Yeah, but I understand. All, well,
0: Starscream tried doing that, and Megatron wouldn't let him. So all he did again a little jostle, and then Optimus just falls on the floor right to the beam.
1: <laughs> oh, Dude, I know, like because he fucking and it's so. I mean, like this this happens this whole three episode series, but like the whole thing with Starscream and Megatron is so like overdone in these three. Yeah, for he's idiot, constantly like, like
0: yeah. seven year old kids watching this in the eighties. Like they had a hammer, you, <laughs> they hammer you over <laughs> the head. With no, I, remember, like,
1: I remember being like eight and being like, well, why would you fucking hire this guy? I know! Like, I literally remember, being like, I'm going to fucking take your job, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I wouldn't let this guy leave this guy around. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, it's... it's. <laughs> but then, like, it's, but this is only... Like, we're, we've gone through a lot of plot here, and this is only, like, the first half of the episode. Because then they, they end up on Earth, and, and Hound and Cliffjumper wake up. They decide they're going to go find... Uh, you know, the Decepticons and then Cliffjumper Jumper. Scout pulls,
1: for Decepticons. He yep. pulls
0: a fucking giant bazooka out of nowhere and tries to <laughs> <can> kill <laughs> him <laughs> and make a try.
1: What a piece of shit, man. Listen, Cliffjumper Jumper really may be the, the 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 biggest uh dragging, like ah, just the biggest dragging influence in the Autobots, because like he's got this awesome sniper bazooka thing. Which came out of fucking nowhere. He pulls it out, and then he's so like, dude, he's so sure. And by the way, he's right. He's like, listen, man, I can take this dude's head off right now, and we're done. It's a one-episode series. And then he's like, yeah, "Yeah, do it. He misses so fucking bad, dude. He's like, he misses so bad, Uh, Megatron has to look back and behind him to see where it hit. Like, that's how bad (laughs) it is. (laughs) Fucking horrible. And then he does, and then uh, and then they get chased by Laserbeak, which, laser again, beak, like...
0: Laserbeak chases one of them, and then Laserbeak's laser just flies on his own and chases the other.
1: Yeah. Which, <laughs> by the way, they don't know... How the fuck do they not know who Laserbeak is? Like, is this, yeah! how, good sound, is this how good Soundwave is at his job? Like, they literally don't know he exists? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. <laughs> I, I guess I so. might be true, because in the next episode, uh, Optimus Prime sees Soundwave, and he's like, there's a Decepticon. So, like, it, it may be a Decepticon. Soundwave- Decepticon. Yeah. Dude, he might be so dude, because like there's a good only job like,
0: be. There's only like eight Decepticons. There's not that there's a yeah, ton yeah. Of, of Autobots. They're all they took all the car toys and they said, these are all Autobots. These are the good guys. And then the Decepticons, whose you know, robot modes are all badass. Like Soundwave is the most badass, which is amazing since he just turns into a tape deck. I mean, it's Hell basically yeah. you got the the one who turns into a gun whose alt mode is useless unless some other robot is there to use him, right? And he's Hell the yeah. biggest badass. The second biggest badass turns into a fucking tape deck. Then you got three planes and a camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a fucking camera, which and again, And I, like, I love the way, too, like, again, speaking of just, like, screw it, let's just get this thing produced and on the air is, like... Well, we have these these toys that, you know, they're they're like life size toys. Like they're they're camera sizes. It like they transforms into a camera. What are we gonna do? Well, when they transform, they just become giant robots. Well, why? Who can just make it happen? <laughs> like, yeah, no, gonna, it doesn't
1: make any sense. You're like, not gonna,
0: there's gonna be no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> it's just Yeah, it's just, and also
1: it. like I don't know why they I always thought it was weird that in the show reflector's just like one guy times three, but in the in the toy he was like three different guys who turn into one camera. You know what I mean? It was always yeah. over strange, but I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. So yeah, we're doing that shit. And then, uh, Thundercracker with his thick ass Brooklyn accent starts talking some shit, which is great. I don't know why <laughs> he's like the scumbag of the Decepticons. Like, hey, you know, we would take this guy. We, you know, dig it's awesome. um, and then, it, yeah, Ravage uh, Ravage attacks the two humans that are kind of stumbling into this. And then, I don't know what happens. He gets one down, and then he pins the other one. And then the next thing you see is them running away. And I'm yeah, like, they just
0: leave. <laughs> like, they, 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 This whole thing where it's like, yeah, and, and that's because cause we see Reflector in action because he turns it into a, a, a camera for Thundercracker. And then uh, yep. apparently it's a Polaroid because he actually prints out. Like, Thundercracker is literally looking for lens. He can see it. They just prints out a photo of it anyway. <laughs>
1: Just yeah, no, no. That. What's that? What's Thundercracker so supposed to, to do script. with that? What's
0: like... me- of their trip to Earth?
1: Yeah, like to what's he gonna? What's he gonna do with it? Is he gonna keep it with him? Is it like a keepsake? Maybe, I don't understand. You know,
0: maybe, maybe, maybe
1: he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those Brooklyn Italians? They get pretty emotional. So maybe well, he's... You know, you know, <laughs> maybe...
0: you always see the. Uh, you know, in some of those old World War II movies, you see the fighter pilots, and they got like, a picture of their sweetheart taped up inside the cockpit. Maybe, yeah, that's,
1: exactly. maybe that's where
0: that photo is. It's taped up inside Thundercracker's cockpit.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like freaking
1: like, uh, like Peggy is Carter deep, I'm in a murder someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they get um, and then dude, then we get this awesome scene, which like I think it's the only time they do it in the whole series. But they get the basically the Autobot roll call where they just have yeah. Jazz like j- Jazz is here, as the here second are all in- the
0: toys you need to buy.
1: Yeah, pretty much, and Jazz <laughs> as the, the second one. in command. And this is weird sequence where like. Uh, Optimus Prime is like, hey, Jazz, tell everyone to transform. And then he's like, all right. Everybody transform. And he's like, hey, Prime, they all did it. Even you're standing right there. You saw that, right? And he's like, yeah, no, I got it. That's great. I was and then he's the like, okay, thing. now it's time to roll. <laughs> and they don't have the they don't have the catchphrase yet, so he's like, it's just so awkward because he says, like, transform and roll out. He's like, all right, Autobots, let's go. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, fucking it up. I don't want to yep. go.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was wondering the same thing it's basically like they just needed to give Jazz something to do, he's like assemble yeah. a strike team and then he just calls out the guy's names and then Optimus just literally he's right there he's like alright thanks let's go
1: and the strike yeah, team so... is just
0: everybody who was there
1: <laughs> oh yeah I did it's everybody so then they all they all fly to like an oil platform and this
0: which... is the 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 one time we see the Autobots fly and of course they have to how the hell is he going to get a bunch of land vehicles out to an I... oil <laughs> In the middle
1: well, thing. And then they so, so they have to And they have to constantly change the rules, right? So first of all, I forgot. Really, there are no
0: rules in these first three, because we see so many different things. And also, like, the idea of every Autobot being a little R2-D2 who can, like, pop little, like, have little extra things and lasers and and foam things. Yeah. Like, this doesn't really show up too much in the rest of the series. The first three uh, episodes here in this miniseries, they're like, yeah, well, the Autobot, what do you need now? Well, he needs a saw. All right, well, his hand goes in, then the saw pops out. And there you go. Oh, yeah.
1: And we get more of that, even more of that good stuff uh, next episode. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so then we get, they're on the oil rig. I had forgotten that Spike and his dad worked on an oil rig, which the whole thing makes so much less sense to me now, because, like, how do they get out there? How are they so, I don't know, it's just crazy, but they all fly out there. um, And then the uh, Decepticons start attacking, the humans freak out, and the Autobots show up right up afterwards. And then the Autobots explain to Spike and his dad who they are, and those guys take it like a champ. They're really, there's not one question. They're like, it's like, yeah, we're giant... (laughs) Transforming robots. Well, I think I don't, so, like, that, doesn't, that doesn't
0: happen, I think, till the second episode because this ends with them trapped. Oh, you're right.
1: They right. save
0: them. But before we before we get that, we, we get the battle scene where eventually they it just there's a wide shot of all the robots fighting each other and just. These clearly just half-assed animation cycles where it's just like like a number of different rock'em Sock'em robots just going at it on top of the oil derrick. <laughs> it's these very, very hastily animated scenes of just quick punches and jabs. But before that, we get some fantastically casual Decepticon on human violence. Where oh, uh, so
1: great. Getting punched in the face by a giant robot
0: which is like Where, I'm like that's er, instant death. Well, first like <laughs> Meg- all the guys all the guys on the derrick are just like hey yo we got to get rid of these guys and Megatron just casually picks up this entire like piece of like oil pipe and just just like doesn't even like just his wrist just tosses it and it rolls and knocks all these guys into the ocean and then at one point Rumble's got a got a spark plug up against the wall, and Spike goes up and says, hey, my dad, and just the the super casual backhand bitch slap, that rumble hand Spike, it's just fantastic. Oh, dude, it's, <laughs> it's so hilarious. great. It's hilarious. So, uh, and then, yeah, our heroes, the Autobots, show up flying because, uh, how else, well, as we see later on in another episode, as the series moves on, they, they, they will occasionally surf,
1: <laughs> oh feet. yeah they can serve for this episode they fly, they fly oil, out there. they can fly to the oil rig but the, the episode basically ends by the way if you pay attention to that episode there's only two decepticons doing their fucking job and that's yeah. skywarper and reflector they're, they're still loading up the energy <laughs> like we have a fucking job to do you idiots uh but yes yeah, well, so guess like the
0: Soundwave did his job too because he found out the uh, that's true. To do. yeah
1: yeah and this is the this whole three-part series they set up this kind of weird workflow with them where like starscream shoots something with his null ray and then that allows Soundwave to like make a cube out of it and put energy into it. So like, but they only explain this in the in this three-part series. And then after that, it's just you just see Soundwave like cranking out energy on cubes. So they're kind of like doing a little bit of uh, laying some groundwork. And then uh, Megatron basically flies off and then shoots the platform out from under them. And then instantly the Autobots can't fly anymore. Like suddenly now they can't yeah, fly. Like, they're all trapped. They're all
0: trapped. Yeah, suddenly they're all trapped in the trapped. Yeah, they're they're
1: trapped water. In the water. Uh, somehow they can float and swim. But they can't fly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And now and now they get to save uh, their the two new human friends, which comes in episode two as our narrator. That's Th- right. This is, this is the only three episodes where we get any sort of narration, right?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think the last time they do any narration is the end of Rebirth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where they're yeah. like... Yeah, I think that's it. This is the only. We get that little first part at the beginning and then in between episodes. But yeah. And then it's a big cliffhanger, guys. So, you know, we're going to have to leave you on this thing where we can only assume that all the humans and Autobots are going to die and drown. So, you know, maybe it's a one episode series. Big cliffhanger. All we know is that they're in trouble. And then next week, we'll check in. We'll find out what happens.
0: Yes. Or they remember they could fly. One or the other. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's like. The Autobots' powers are whatever the writers need them to do at that time. That's yeah. where we're at right now. So yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk about episode two. Will the Autobots get out of it? Who who are these two? Uh, you know, oil derrick workers in their yellow rubber Uggs. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was weird. They're wearing like rubbers on an ocean platform. I'm like, it's not gonna help. Like, I don't think <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> they don't have like work boots. They got these giant things. Anyway, I I was always as a kid. I even noticed. I was like, man, those boots. Well, I've never seen those before.
1: Well, also like that's what they fucking wear for like two seasons. They just wear that that's same a, well, fucking. Well, well, we'll get to
0: this in the next episode. Yeah, but clearly, yeah, they just they left the oil derrick to go live with the Transformers and took nothing with them. <laughs>
1: except for their outfits <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it it's the clothes on their back all right well just we'll uh yeah we'll be back here same uh transformers time the same uh and, and another astro minute that is also my other favorite oh, yes. this episode is the way they just throw like space and science words in front of things just to
1: yeah like mega mile mega mile how long yeah. is that it's just a mile it's just a yeah. regular mile <laughs> you know
0: mega mile so it's it's <laughs> uphill yeah. <laughs> All right, okay.
1: man. Well, I will see you uh, next week. We'll keep it rolling.
0: Yes, we will. <laughs> All
1: right, take care, man.